creatives and the curious, my name is Pendo, and welcome to 12 Point Font, my writing podcast where I answer questions, conduct interviews, give advice, point out resources, gush over my favorite books, writers, and, well, things, and then just generally babble as I muddle my way through the world of words. Today is episode 51, and we will be covering, well, beginning, our series on nonfiction novel writing. Whoa, fancy. I know, what a time to be alive. <laughs> this episode is all about starting a non-fiction novel. But first, the idiomatic expression for today comes from El Salvador. Please recognize my restraint in not saying that in a horrible and potentially problematic accent. Thank you. <laughs> and today's idiomatic expression is, what a goat. So to find out what that means, go ahead and put your Google machine just right away and stick around until the end of the show where I will have masterfully crafted for you a writing prompt to go along with that idiom. Hello, you wonderful writers, you. These are some trying times and the crack in my voice just exemplifies that. (laughs) Listen, I know that's all anybody's really talking about right now. Oh, what trying times. And it's kind of so I'm only going to touch on the <clears throat> isolation thing for as long as it takes me to say that. It was kind of the catalyst for this project. A lot of us are, for the first time, in the unique position of actually having spare time. For some of us, that's because it's very difficult to be employed right now. For others of us, we've discovered that commuting actually does take a lot of time. Oh, and a lot of the workday is actually spent doing busy work. However, a comma, for those of us who aspire to be writers, for those of us who understand that some factors are just out of our control, we now have the opportunity to take some of that control back. While we can't determine for everyone when the end of this pause will be, we can determine what we do with this time we have been given. Perhaps, hopefully, some of the good habits we create now with our spare time will carry over to when the pause ends. I say all this to attempt to explain to you why I am now delving into the realm of nonfiction and the direction that this next part, I guess, of the podcast will be going in. We're going to write a book together. Whether you're just along for the ride or whether you're writing alongside me, we're going to do the whole thing step by step, page by page. Actually, probably not in as minute detail as that, but we will definitely be going from that little spark, that little idea, to the finished product. So, if this interests you, the nitty-gritty of actually getting down and writing a thing, the trials and tribulations on the way, and, you know, working out the kinks together, hot, sorry, then I invite you to stay. You still here? I'm so glad. Okay, without further ado then, let's drive, drive, let us dive right into it. I don't think I'm going to cut that. I think I'm going to leave that in there. It's weird times. So what exactly are we diving into, you ask? What a brilliant question. It's exactly as the episode title says. We're going to begin with the beginnings, starting a nonfiction novel. The first step of writing a novel, believe it or not, isn't getting the words on the paper. It's deciding you're going to write a novel. Look at me. Look at me digitally in the face. Look at me virtually in the face, eye to eye, forehead to forehead. Too close, maybe, but this is serious. This is important. Do you want to write a book? No, don't just say yes. Do you want to write a book? For me, this answer is yes. Yes, I want to write a book. But this is actually the hard part of writing a book. No, don't look at me how I assume you are looking at me like that. See, there are two parts to writing. There's the writing of the thing and the having written the thing. Me, I want both of those. 
it'll honestly make it easier for you as a writer if you just resign yourself to the actual writing, if not delight in it. I'm not saying, you know, I'm insane and genuinely believe that it's not incredibly difficult to write a book, but it helps to want to write the thing. It helps to, if not revel in the actual doing, at least appreciate what the writing does as somebody, you know, expanding their creative toolbox and honing their skills. However, not wanting to write a book is not the end of writing a book. Believe it or not, there's still hope for you. If your answer to the first question was no, you don't really want to write a book, my next question for you is do you want to have written a book? These are, believe it or not, two different things. I know, I get it, I've been there, I'm there all the time, murky middles, thy name is me. Lots of writers view the actual writing part as a means to an end. You know, you do the writing to have written. So if the answer to your first question is no, I don't want to write a book, but your answer to the second question is yes, I do want to have written a book, my third question is how badly do you want to have written a book? Penda, why are you asking all these questions? You're just going around in circles. None of this is really making any sense. Look, I know it is kind of cyclical and really the question is in the semantics. But writing a book is difficult. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It just is. It's, it's a difficult thing to do. It'll try you in ways you didn't know you could be tried. And I'm not sure at this point how much more or less difficult writing a fiction book is from writing a nonfiction book. We're going into this blind together, but I'm assuming it's akin to writing an essay you actually believe in. I mean, it doesn't matter that you appreciate the subject and are getting something from the research. The fact is, it's an essay even if it's one with personality, even if it's an essay you poured your blood, sweat, and tears into. At the end of the day, you're writing an essay. And this is coming from someone who often likes writing essays. Don't hate, appreciate. This is the assumption I'm making, of course. This book writing thing, nonfiction, specifically not narrative nonfiction, but constructive nonfiction, as we will be writing together, I'm taking this seriously as one would take an essay, even a fun one. So, do you want to write a book? Do you want to have written a book? If your answer for both of these is no, but you're still sticking around, hey, welcome to what I'm assuming will be a very interesting exercise in troubleshooting and creative problem solving, which is my kindest way of saying to myself that this, this might be torture. But I have always found writing to be kind of like working out. Often painful, often difficult to begin, but the results are always worth it. And sometimes there are brief flashes of, of being in something, of being present and transcendent. I'm not sure if this is what Mikhail, Mikhail, and please excuse the terrible butchering of this poor psychologist's name. I'm not sure if this is what they refer to as flow or being in the zone or or if it's more of some sort of a meditation this disconnection from how what you're doing makes you feel the difficulty of the pain of it the wanting of the results and the endurance of the hard work just this separation from all that and the presentness in the doing that provides clarity and for a brief moment sometimes a quiet contentment and in this way, writing is something of an exercise. So get ready to work out, I guess. And anyways, if you're not getting anything from it, whether that's satisfaction or catharsis or just pure stubborn drive to say, yes, I too have done this thing. If you're not getting anything, why are you doing it, babe? 
All right, we've got step one out of the way, kind of. Step two is, are you willing to carve out the time to write? If you have Netflix, I highly encourage you to watch the Toni Morrison documentary. One, because Homegirl was brilliant. She paved the way for a lot of us. She is history and anybody who cares honestly about progress and beautiful people doing incredible things should watch it. Whether it's inspirational or informative or both, it's difficult to walk away. Stop streaming? Anyways, it's difficult to leave that documentary not having gained something. Other than that, though, Toni Morrison is a brilliant example of creating and found time. Homegirl wrote all the time, everywhere. She carved out time for herself. She made time for her stories. This is not me telling you to suck it up, buttercup. Everyone's busy, meh. Everyone's got stuff to do. You shouldn't destroy yourself to create. It kind of negates the purpose. But it is really refreshing to see an example of somebody who, who did it. You know, just to know that it can be done. Sure, you don't have five hours of every day to write in. And plus, of course, you do because, you know, times is interesting right now. Even if you only have five minutes, ten minutes out of every day. Even if you're just doing 250 words a night. That's still 1,500 words a week. And you've got yourself a novel in a year. And frankly, that's more than most of the population can say for themselves. That's a major accomplishment. Whether it takes a month, a year, a decade, you will have done an incredible thing. But you have to be committed to the doing. You, I mean, you have to. There's no other option. Either you write or you do not write, you know? Either you make the time or you don't. Because if you do not seize the time, time will not stop for you. It's, I know, it's just, I know, the nature of the weird non-thing we do call time. One of the things I do know as a person who has just, you know, existed is that if you aren't a committed person when you're busy, you're not magically now a more committed person when you're not. It's unfortunate, but time does not productivity make, so we're going to have to find ways together to be productive. And obviously it's not as easy as all that. Yes, I will just be productive now. Responsibilities exist, burnout is real, and things can be tough. I mean, I don't have kids, and that's a whole something. Sometimes it can be hard to even just find a space to write. If I may borrow from the brilliant Virginia Woolf, it may be difficult to find a room of one's own. And now, just as everything is happening, you can't even go to a coffee shop or the library. Which is a serious bummer, because libraries are great. But taking that first step, carving out that first minute for yourself, just sitting down and starting, nothing can happen without it. And, and, and that just is. Finally, the third and last step we will talk about today, now that you have decided you want to and are committed to writing a book, and now that you have found or made time to do so, what happens next? Well, next comes the idea, doesn't it? The author Jerry B. Jenkins states that a big book deserves a big idea. Small ideas are fine to extrapolate on. I mean, think of how many three-page essays we've written. 750 words, really? They're essentially boring, awful high school blog posts. And that is definitely a rip on bad essay assignments and not a rip on blogging. Blogging is incredible. In fact, if you want to take this seriously to start your blog, that's great. But while individual posts may be extrapolating on smaller ideas, the blog itself, the book itself needs to be big. 
some idea that you are not only interested in or competent in, but something you can pull out enough to actually make into a book. You know, think Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or The 4-Hour Workweek, or The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up. Because while writing about, I don't know, something like how to brush your cat is fantastic. I mean, people probably need to learn how to do that, but unless it's a fictitious novel or a very ambitious, slightly metaphorical, and moderately abstract memoir, it's just probably not going to work. You only have as much information as there is, and you can only add as much padding as you can put around that, and you can really only milk something until it stops being entertaining, because sure, while it's great to write a book about random stuff, unless you are writing it purely for yourself, which is fine and good, and I highly encourage you to do whatever floats your boat, fam. If you want to show this book to an actual audience, if you want people to buy into it, to buy it literally, you're going to need to be entertaining. Or at least informative enough for the entertainment not to matter. Now, the only real example I've seen of this are like textbooks, and I'm not sure that the literature you have to be coerced into buying is really the example you want to follow. But hey, you know, if you think you can pull it off, live your best self. Now, I say this as a quick aside, and it is something I will reiterate probably often throughout this series, but you don't have to be entertaining yet. You don't have to have all your ideas in the first draft. You don't have to be flawlessly concise and brilliantly executed in that first go-through. That kind of pressure can stop you from writing. What you do have to have, though, is that big idea. Whoop, whoop. It is time for the book of the week. All right. And it's all right. It's, it's weird times. I should say, um, Warren, nah, I'm just going to mention that all of May is weird and wonder month, which means that I'm reading almost exclusively fantasy. So if my book recommendation is fantasy, which right now it is, even though this is like a nonfiction series month in the 12 point font universe extended universe not just regular universe i'm just reading a lot of it so that is why this book recommendation may seem a bit discordant however comma the book itself is brilliant like really really good the book of the week this week is the assassin's apprentice book one of the farseer trilogy by robin hobb i always get nervous with new epic fantasy series because they're an investment you know if you get halfway through book one or heaven forbid book two and find out you don't actually like it well it's not like getting halfway through a literary novel. No, sometimes that can be a 100, 200, 300,000 word trial period. And that is rough if you find out the book is not for you. Luckily for us, this book was absolutely in my wheelhouse. I mean, animal companions, political machinations, magical education, and an incredibly sympathetic character. If good fantasy with beautiful writing is your thing, consider The Assassin's Apprentice. Alright, a little bit of housekeeping. For <laughs> that Irish and Irish accent doesn't matter. For all of you who made it this far, thank you. I'm very excited. I promise we'll get into the technical and the anecdotal more in the next episode. However, comma, for now, thank you for indulging me on this, this new project and i hope you get as much out of it as i hope to get out of this experience as well we are in this together now that being said i do want to say that there will be going forward very specific 
writing assignments. If you're new here or this is your first episode, usually I have a writing prompt, like a little tidbit that I leave at the end of the show after all the show notes and acknowledgements. They usually they relate to the idiomatic expression I begin with, you know, as I hint after I say the idiomatic expression. However, comma, with this series being a write along? Sure, a write along. The homework, the writing assignment I guess will pertain specifically to the work we did in the episode or the work we will be doing going forward. And they will be in this-ish section of the episode, you know, right after the book recommendation. Fun! If you're listening to these mostly for the entertainment of listening to me torture myself, sorry, I meant attempting to write a book, here is my promise to you. I'll keep the idiomatic expression writing prompt. If you listen through to the end and get past the show notes, I'll still have that assignment there, which means yes to quote-unquote homework assignments to writing prompts, I guess, but you don't have to do both. In fact, you don't actually have to do either. You do what you want, but I just, I never want any part of my audience to feel ostracized or neglected. So for supporting me, for listening through me rambling, again, really weird times, I'm not going to stop reiterating that. I just want to, to the best of my abilities, make sure that you feel included in this process. That's it. That's all I wanted to say about that. Of course, you are never required to do the writing prompt or the homework. In fact, I'm not even going to call it homework. I'm going to call it super cool skill building interactive fun time. Yep. So for today's super cool skill building interactive fun time, I want you to come up with that big idea. You know, the one we spoke about in step three, 500 years ago. (laughs) There are only a few requirements. One, it has to be big enough to fill up a book, roughly 50,000 words. Two, it has to be something you're interested in exploring personally. Yes, you are your first reader. And if your book bores you, it'll probably bore your intended readership. And finally, third, yes, third and finally... Consider doing some research on your idea. Has this book been written before? Has it been written in a way that you can add something to the conversation or take an interesting spin on it? Otherwise, that is it for this episode. If you want more, come on over and hang out with me on Instagram or Twitter at Pendoland or check out my website at Pendoland.com. If you are not yet tired of my voice, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcasting platform you are on. Intro and outro for the podcast is Meadows by Ramzoid. Of course, all this and anything I talked about in the show will be linked in the show notes as well. Also, if you have a second... It would be super cool if you could give this a good rating on whatever podcasting platform you are on. It just helps a lot with visibility. And if you are unable to give a good rating, if it's just honestly a lot of effort, I mean, I get it. I get it. It would also be super duper cool and we would be super grateful if you would just tell one person you think might be interested in about this podcast. Now, for the idiomatic expression of the day, today's was, what a goat. The closest English equivalent to this would probably be that sweet. Basically, it means that something is cool. Which I realize now reading it again is also English slang to say that something is interesting or enjoyable. The more you know. So, for your writing exercise this week, your super cool skill building interactive fun time exercise is to write stream of consciousness about a book premise that you found really cool or inventive. It could be your own or it could be, for example, the Hunger Games. Y'all remember when the Hunger Games came out? Before the great flood of dystopian YA. A prepubescent battle royale for the entertainment of the rich. I mean, that's dark, but also really creative. 
Not satisfied with just that? Want to up your game on your super cool skill building interactive fun time? (laughs) Want to really push yourself? Look at the context surrounding the book. When was it set? Who was it published for? Who was it written by? What came before it? Then try and answer the question, what might have influenced that idea that you find so intriguing? You brilliant person, you. Hey, you can do this. This has been 12 Point Font reminding you to stay creative, stay curious, and stay writing. Until next time, that is goodbye.